Have you ever watched the TV show, America's Got Talent? The premise of the show is that people show off their talent, that they can sing, they can dance, they can train their pet to do tricks, they can do magic tricks, they can do ventriloquism, all sorts of things. And uh, sometimes it's, what they do is okay. And sometimes it's pretty amazing what some people can do. Uh, The talent that is out there is really something to marvel at at times. It reminds me of of our own Mia Bruns. Do you you know Mia? She she grew up here in Crete. Uh, She's a member here. This summer, she competed at the World Games and got silver in her event. Um, That event is not held at the Olympics, so this is the equivalent of getting a silver at the Olympics. If you ever have a chance to see a video of her, watch it. It is amazing, the talent, the time and effort that was put into that. Well, we're in this sermon series, Poetry of the Heart, from the Heart, looking at these psalms in the Bible. Psalms are songs in the Old Testament, and it's poetry. The psalm we're looking at today is Psalm 139. I read it earlier. Now, we're only going to focus on a few of the middle verses but it really does make you marvel at, at talent like this and, and marvel at, the, at what God has done, that the life He's created. And so as we look at these few verses, we will marvel at life. Uh, the first few verses we're going to look at is in, from Psalm 139 says this, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. So as we marvel at life, looking at the psalm, there are two things that it means. The first thing, it means praise. Praising God for what he has made. Now, Psalm 139 was written by David. And he marveled at what God had done and praised him for it. Look again what he said. He said, For you created my inmost being, in the original Hebrew language this was written in, uh, that literally says, you created my kidneys. A little weird. You see, back in ancient times, they, they thought that the kidneys was where our emotions and personality and thoughts came from. Seems a little weird to us. But really, no different than saying that our thoughts and feelings and emotions come from our heart. Because our heart is just a muscle that pumps blood. What David is saying here is, God, you created my inmost being. You made me with all my gifts and talents, my personality. You made me, me. And of course, the same is true for all of us. God made us to be us. He gave us our personality, our, our skills, our talents, our, our, the things that we feel passionate about. He made us to be us. And David uses a very vivid picture to describe this. He says, he says there, you knit me together in my mother's womb. You ever think of God like that? Sitting in a rocking chair knitting? 
knitting a sweater, uh, uh, knitting a, a scarf. But this says he, he knit us together. We're not some accident by chance. God planned it out. He made us. He, he knit us together. He created Adam by, from forming him from the dust of the ground, and he made us with the same purpose and plan. He, he knit us together in our mother's womb. And so David says, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Now where it says, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Think uh, fearfully. Another way of saying that is this is awe-inspiring. It is awe-inspiring. It's mind-boggling when you actually look at and think about what God has made. For instance, think about your heart. Did you know that a baby in the mother's womb, that baby's heart at 14 weeks pumps seven gallons of blood a day? Adults, that's 2,000 gallons of blood a day. Think about our lungs. Actually, let's do this. Everyone breathe in and breathe out. In that breath, you took in a billion trillion air molecules. For the whole day, that's about 22 pounds of air that you breathe in. What about your eye? Our eyes are actually amazing. I, and I have to read this to get this right. So the eye has 266 identifiable characteristics that's far more specific then our fingerprint. Our fingerprint has 35 measurable characteristics. Our eye, 266. And then, there's the amount of information that our eye actually takes in. And again, I have to read this to get this right. To, stimulate, to simulate 10 milliseconds of complete processing of a single nerve in the retina of your eye, it would take several minutes of processing time in a computer. Now that's for one cell. In our retina, we have 10 million of those cells, which means it would take a, number, a minimum of almost 100 years for a computer to simulate what your eye does in 10 milliseconds. That may seem amaz amazing, but even maybe more amazing is our ear. Our ear has a million moving parts we can hear an even wider range of sound intensity than the range of light intensity that we can see with our eyes. And then there's the nose. And I had to use a picture of a baby's nose because adult nose is just, yeah. Our nose can distinguish 10,000 different smells. Then there's the mouth tongue in the mouth, has 9,000 taste buds. It is so sensitive, it can taste 0.04 ounces of salt dissolved in 530 quarts of water. And then there's the brain. 100 trillion neurological interconnections, the capacity of the brain to store information is staggering. 
it can hold equivalent to the information contained in 25 million books. And if you like books, that's over 500 miles of bookshelf space. That's more than the information in the Library of Congress. And then let's get really tiny now and talk about the cells. Our body is made up of cells, over a hundred, uh, tens of trillions of cells. And what's absolutely amazing is that all these tens of trillion cells started with one cell. And within that one cell contained the DNA information for all of this to develop. David says in that psalm, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. All of these things that, that God knit together in, in our mother's womb, in the secret place, God did that. You see this picture? Science has allowed us to capture that moment when an egg is fertilized. And in that moment, there is unique DNA, unique from any other person in the world, in that instant, in that secret place. God put us together. God planned it all out. And when you even do a, just a, a little beginning study of these things that God has made, you start realizing something. God loves variety. You know, there's over 2 million animal species in the world, which means God made more than that because there have been any number of species that have gone extinct. Plant life, there's over 374,000 374,000, get that right, different plant species, which is actually not all God created because any number of species have gone and extinct. Over 7,000 languages in this world and all the cultures that go with it, God created the languages. Just look at, at this earth, the planet, and the different landscapes that cover this earth. And here, I'm going to go real quick. So there's, there's, of course, there's deserts. There's the plains. There's tundra up north. There's the, the wetlands. There's the mountain ranges. There's glaciers. There's forests. There's rainforests. On top of that, there's, there's the, the shorelands, the coast, the, the polar regions, the shrubland, the woodlands, the valleys, the moors, jungles. You look at all that God made and you marvel at it. And you see He, he loves variety because that's how He made it. And that's why we praise Him for it. But not only do we praise, this also means value. We value what God has made. David says in the psalm, How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, 
I'm still with you. God's thoughts were precious to David. They had value to David. So the question for us then is, what do we value? If God's thoughts, if his creation is precious to us, why do we waste the time that we do? Why do we spend all that time on the couch? Why do we ignore the gifts and talents he's given us and not use them? Why do we settle for mediocre when we could be growing in those skills? Why sit there in school and fail to learn what's being taught? If we valued what God gave us, we'd probably be better at taking care of this. We'd grow and exercise those gifts and abilities to get better. If we valued the life God gave us, we'd value the life he gave others as well. The very beginning of the psalm, first first few verses says this, You have searched me, Lord. You know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Now those can be very comforting words. they can also be very scary. God knows from afar what we say. He even knows our thoughts, even when there's, there's no one else in the room with us. He knows how much we don't value what he's made. And even though we may not show that we value it, God shows that he values us. He he created us. I mean, look at what he made. But more than that, he not only made us, he also saved us. He made us because he wants us to exist, and he sent Jesus because he wants us to exist with him in heaven. I mean, there's a reason that the... The cross of Christ has been a symbol of Christianity for so long. God so loved the world. He loved you so much that he gave his one and only son, Jesus. Jesus loved you so much. He lived that perfect life of perfectly praising God and valuing what God valued And then Jesus loved you so much, he gave that perfect life as a sacrifice when he died on that cross to pay for all your sins. Jesus loved you so much, he then rose from the dead. Jesus loved you so much, he went up into heaven to get it ready for us, and he loves you so much, he will come back to take you to be with him in heaven. And then the Holy Spirit loves you so much, He gives you faith to trust all those things that God has given you. 
When you're feeling down, look and see what God has made and what God has redeemed. God values you. So, what are the implications then? What are the implications of this psalm in our lives? We could actually spend a long time listing all the implications. So here's just a few of the things. He made you with a plan in mind. You have value because of your differences. Remember, he values that, that, that variety. God made you and bought you with a price. So, take care of your body. Grow in your skills and abilities. God gave them to you. Don't waste them. And then that also means don't look down on someone because they can't do what you can do. That's like saying God didn't know what he was doing when he created them. And the flip is also true. Don't look at someone else and wish you could do what they can do because that would be saying, well, God didn't know what he was doing when he created you. This psalm shows us life is important because God made it. So value all life. The unborn. The sick. The less fortunate. Hubert Humphrey was the vice president in the United States back in the 60s. And he said this, the moral test of government is how that government treats those who are in the dawn of life, the children, those who are in the twilight of life, the elderly, those who are in the shadows of life, the sick, the needy, and the handicapped. Now, that is true of government. That is absolutely true of us individually. There's more implications of this song. Parents, what are you doing for and, and to your children? God has given those children to you to, to raise up, to, to mold and shape. This psalm also has implications for our diet, uh, for exercise. Children, this psalm has implications for you. God has given you your body, so take those baths and showers. <laughs> Brush the teeth. Listen and learn to what the teacher's telling you at school. And we could keep on going a long way on all the implications of this song. The, the reality is, I don't think any of us are likely to get on that TV show, America's Got Talent. Maybe not the right kind of talent made for TV shows. But if there was a show, God's Got Talent, we all would be on it. Because God made us all. And when you look at the life He has created, how can we not marvel at that life? And so praise God for what He's created and value what He has created. Amen.